Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. go. So, where are we going today? Season 5, Episode 10. I am so excited to have arrived at double-digit episodes because I have not been consistent in the past because I believe that I was trying to find my way. I'm finding my way. I'm getting more comfortable in front of the microphone because can you believe this, that I thought that I would never have enough to say. I got some nerve because anyone who knows me knows that I non-stop talk. I talk all the time. And if they only knew that as much as my mouth says, my brain is in a constant state of running. That's why this podcast is called Run On Thoughts because I am always contemplating ideas and watching people and observing and trying to dissect the human experience. So today's episode is called To Whom Much Is Given, right? And we all know that to whom much is given, much is required. But many of us do not think about the requirements of our ask. So today I want to explore this concept, share with you guys, and take us on a journey so that as we are out here growing, leveling up, unpacking, unlearning, and redefining who we want to be in the world, that we are doing it with the necessary information. So before we get started, I want to say thank you Thank you to all of my new subscribers. Thank you for those who listen. Thank you for those who give me advice and make critical analysis of the podcast. I am not offended by that because there is always room for growth and we all have the right to take what we need and throw the rest away or put it in a box and take it out later. So first, I wanna tell you guys to continue to subscribe, like, and share. We are on all platforms. I am on Spotify, Google, Apple, um, SoundCloud, and what's the other one? Oh my God, iHeartRadio. I got some nerves considering I got a whole banner across the front of my website, runonthoughts.com. But I also would like to announce that I'm going to be adding a new segment And the new segment is going to be called Hey Help. You guys can email me at think at runonthoughts.com. Think is spelled correctly because I know we all like to invent words here. But it is think, T-H-I-N-K, at runonthoughts.com. And in the subject, you just write Hey Help. And you guys can ask me any questions. You can ask me advice because... That's how we got to this podcast in the first place. In my real life, my friends and family send 
me, their children, and they often come to me, relationship advice, um, dating advice, education advice, financial advice, and I try to give advice from a place of balance. It may seem that I am judgmental, but I am not. I am just firm on what I believe for me, but I also encourage people to be firm on what they believe for themselves. I want all of us to be able to stand in our own truths. So I also believe that advice is intimate, right? Not all advice is from everyone, which is why, guys, it is important when asking for advice that you tell the truth. So when you write in and you ask me for help, sit with what you are asking, right? Ask it from a place of truth and honesty and from a place of willing to receive, right? You can't ask advice from one-sided, right? Don't ask me for advice when you are leaning into asking advice from a place that only I can serve just you, unless it's personal to you. If you're asking advice about someone else or with someone else, Ask it from a place of balance and be willing to sit in maybe the possibility that you were wrong. So with that said, send those emails to think at runonthoughts.com and starting next week, I will be taking a break in the middle of the segment to answer your questions. And we'll see how that works, right? We'll see if we're going to begin with the questions, put it in the middle or put it in the end. And hopefully I will be able to help you guys process through some of life's difficulties. And you know what? You can even write in to share your joys because I also want to do a podcast about that, about how many people are afraid to stand in the joy. And the reason why so many of us are afraid to stand in joy is because joy feels like fear. I know that sounds crazy to you guys, so we're going to unpack that. And the reason why joy feels like fear is because when you arrive at joy, you really believe, well, many people really believe that the shoe is going to drop from underneath you and because it just can't possibly be this good. So let's get back to today's episode of To Whom Much Is Given. I'm going to start with a story about my own life because... I use myself, because I'm not a doctor, right? I try to use myself and my own experiences so that I can show you guys how I have journeyed through a thing, right? I didn't just arrive here and I'm trying to give you guys advice from a place of nowhere. I am living and I am constantly running thoughts through my head, right? So with that, when I was a teenager, I was a rapper. I think when I first started this podcast, I'm sure on one of these episodes, I have rapped. I'm not going to rap today, right? But when I was a teenager, I started rapping. My mom died. I stutter. I don't know if you guys can hear the stuttering now, but if you ever hear me freeze and stop talking, that's because my brain is processing and possibly looking for new words. It's not always that I can't say what I want to say or I want to say the better word or I want to say something that is articulate, but my brain won't process those sounds and I have to stop or immediately think of a new way or a new word. So that's what's happening when you hear me pause. And it's also what's happening when you hear me say, right? 
it's me processing and understanding that I cannot get the word out. So please be patient with me. So like I said, when I was a kid, I was a rapper. I started rapping because of the stuttering. I fell in love with words. My aunt took me to speech classes and in a speech class, I'm not sure if it helped me to stop stuttering, but it did give me an awareness that it is sounds. And because of sounds, I, that's how I fell in love with words. That's how I got my first thesaurus. And I would always be looking for new words so that I could avoid the stuttering when I'm in crowds. And then I started storytelling when I was in the third grade. There used to be these storytelling contests all over town. And I would memorize books, go on these tours around town, and I would tell my stories. The first story I told was The Three Billy Goats Gruff. And from there, as I got older, I started writing stories with my spelling words. And then as I started um, meeting the neighborhood kids, I started rapping and I saw these two girl rappers, Finesse and Sequest. I think that's their name. I'm not sure if I'm um, pronouncing the second girl's name correctly, but when I saw them on, was it, I don't think it was Yo MTV Raps. I think it was Video Music Box. So I saw them on Video Music Box, and from that moment on, I decided that I wanted to be a rapper. Now, when I first saw the rapper, a man, Rakim, I wanted to emulate my rap styles like him because he made me feel like you could both be a rapper and intellectual, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the art of telling a story through rhymes. So, right, I started rapping. I started getting good, y'all, and I, my mouth is crazy. I don't know if I share this with you guys, but in real life, I curse a lot. I curse sometimes here, but in real life, I curse even more. I enjoy cursing. I think I am actually going to do a podcast about cursing because there are people who don't like it, but I actually love cursing. I love the way the words sound, and I also love the way that it just rolls off your tongue and it gets your point across immediately. Sometimes I don't want to talk long drawn out. I know that seems crazy when y'all know that all my thoughts are all over the place and running all over the place. But in my real life, I curse a lot. And I'm actually going to start cursing more, not because I want to curse, but because I want to evolve into being my most authentic self. I have some beliefs that I am afraid to share because I don't want this podcast to become propaganda. I don't want this podcast to become uh, clickbait. I don't want to be talking about necessarily what's going on in the news. I don't want to be talking about what's going on on social media like that because this is a place for us to be thoughtful, right? Be thought thinkers. That's why you guys are thought thinkers, because here we want to be in a constant state of thinking, right? And not just stating our opinions with no facts. I want us to dissect things and to go over them and to hopefully by the end of the podcast, you have evolved at new thoughts, right? Or understanding or empathy or something like that so that we can be better human beings. I don't want to talk about things that do not help us to be better human beings. And sometimes those things can be fun, but for the most part, readjusting our brains and how we think and how we perceive and our perception of the world is work right? It's work and nobody wants to do the work. So once again, I want to say thank you and tell you guys that are joining in and listening and they're liking and sharing and subscribing and even telling me to get merchandise and telling me how to better the podcast and what websites and what things to do. 
Thank you so much, Thought Thinkers. Thank you for tuning in on all of the platforms. But so let's get back once again to me being a rapper. So I'm a rapper. Things are going good. My cousin starts managing me. I start doing shows all over town. I'm all over the place doing what we used to call back then ciphers. A cipher is when you stand in a circle and you have to spit your rhymes in front of all the people. Usually I was the only girl and I was good. My mouth was a vulgar, guys. But I was really good. So I thought that I wanted to be a professional rapper. My cousin started buying me clothes and shoes and looking for people to make me beats and songs. And I did all of these things. And then one day, I realized something crazy, guys. I did not want to be a star. Uh-oh. Now what? I did not want to be famous. Think about that. I love rapping. I wanted to be a rapper, but I did not want to be famous. I knew it then, but those feelings were not affirmed until years later when my son started singing and I realized that he loved music and I believed that he wanted to be famous and he wanted to be a star and he wanted to share his gifts with the world and he was also willing for the responsibility of fame. See? I did not want to be a star or be famous because I did not want the responsibility of being famous. I did not want to go away on tour and be away from my son. I did not want strangers to be able to come up to me. See, I believe in protecting my energy, right? I control what I watch on TV. I control what I read. I try to control what I surround myself with because for me, I believe that all of these external things affect who we are inside. And I did not want to disrupt being Marshall and then belonging to the world. I do not want to belong to the world. And although I want this podcast to grow, I don't want it to grow so big to where I'm not able to be me anymore. I want to have a core fan group, right, fan base, and we we share, we listen, we learn, we unpack, and we grow. So when I was thinking about not wanting to be a rapper, it made me think about you guys, right? And how in my own life and on social media, we are all in these dialogues and we are all having these conversations about what we want, right? We are having these conversations about relationships, about success, about friendship, about preparing for blessings. And that is really what this was going to be about, is about. It's the preparing for blessings. I hear my friends want things without examining the pros and cons of the blessings that they are asking for, right? Let's take relationships. People say, I want a relationship. I want a man. I want a woman. I want a whatever. And however you define a relationship, that is up to you. But what I hear people doing is saying what they want. I want someone who is rich and I want someone who is famous and loving and this and traditional or modern or however you feel about a relationship. You are, people are saying what they want. Many are not saying what they give 
But even more importantly, they are not dissecting what that blessing entails from them, right? Because when you ask for something, to whom much is given, much is required. So are you sitting back discovering the requirements of your ask? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, I am attracted to alpha men, right? I like strong, big, hardworking men who are providers and protectors, right? But oftentimes with this traditional type of relationship, it means that that man may often be attracted to a traditional woman. So the question becomes, are you a traditional woman, Marshall? right? And I believe that I have traditional values. I enjoy cooking, I enjoy cleaning, and I also enjoy being a servant. When I say servant, for me, that does not mean that I'm doing whatever you say, because I have a voice, clearly, and my voice must be heard. But for the most part, I enjoy being the nurturer. I enjoy helping. I enjoy being a helpmate. I enjoy all of those things. However, that is also a description of me from when I was younger. When I was a young mom and I was navigating life and I was working and coming home and cooking and cleaning and checking my son's homework, this alpha man that I am attracted to would have suited me better then when my son was little and I had to come home and cook and clean and check homework and do the laundry and this, that, and a third. But now that my son is a grown man and I do not have to do those things and I do not do those things, I am faced with the new set of ideas because the man that I am attracted to, I no longer wish to serve him. And that's what I'm talking about when I say examining the pros and cons because I still want that type of man, but I also have to acknowledge that I am selfish because I do not want to do the work that said man requires. I'm quiet now because I want you guys to process that. I want you guys to understand that it is okay not to want to do the work, but you have to know that you don't want to do the work and you have to understand that not wanting to do the work may force you to have to make a decision to be alone because it is not fair to that man, right? That I am attracted to because he is going to do those things and he's going to have a set of expectations, right? And that is where relationships tend to go wrong because people want, but they don't want to give and they don't want to recognize that with every relationship that you choose, there are going to be pros and there are going to be cons. Because also that man who's a provider and a protector, he also wants, not wants, but requires the leadership role. And I say, and reason why I took back the word once is because if a man needs to ask you to lead, then he is inherently, in my opinion, not the leader. Because leaders just simply lead and that's that, right? So now that we got that out the way, 
that man, he usually wants to be in control. He is usually the leader and he usually requires the last word. I am no longer in a place where that is okay. I have fully evolved to my whole self and now this self wants to be protected and provided for, yes, but I want to have a full say in my experience as a human being, right? And the pros, there are pros for that man. He provides, he protects. There are cons for that man. He usually leaves his clothes all over the floor. He usually doesn't cook or clean up after himself or make his own appointments or do anything like that. And now at the age that I am now, that feels like mothering. And I'm sure for that man, it could feel like parenting as well. But see, that's the point that I'm trying to make because we could also, it doesn't have to be about relationships. Let's talk about success, right? You are moving up the corporate ladder or you are moving up the ladder of whatever you desire, photography, uh, the music business. As you move up the levels of your said choices, the requirements change, right? You get a raise. It may require more work, longer hours. You may have a bigger staff to deal with, with different personalities, right? As you are saying that you want to be successful, are you also sitting with the fact that it will come with a new set of challenges? It will come with a new set of pros and cons, right? If you get this raise, do you want to do work? How is this work going to affect your relationship? How is this work going to affect your children? How is this work going to affect your personal time with yourself and your self-care? Is it going to kill you? Do you want the responsibility or are you just thinking about the money or the title or the success, right? Are you thinking about what it is going to ask of you? Like friendship. I don't have a lot of friends. I don't want a lot of friends. Because friends are also a responsibility. They have requirements of you, right? Friends want to see you. Friends want to hang out. Friends want to be able to share their problems and highs and lows with you. And if you're not a person who wants to be around a lot of people, then for me, why would you have a lot of friends? But having a lot of friends in itself can have some pros. You'll always have somebody to talk to. You'll always have somebody to hang out with. You'll always have these people surrounded by you because a village is great but I would rather have a small group of friends because I've thought about the ramifications of having too many people in your life. There are too many voices, there are too many soundboards, and then you know, you guys know that my brain is always running around in these circles trying to figure out life. I cannot have that many people involved in my life's journey, so I try to have less because I also believe that less is more. You understand what I'm saying? So when I see people, everything we do comes with pros and cons. It, even your body, with people getting these new bodies, right? The pro may be that you feel good in your body, right? But there's some cons. There are predators out there. 
And now I'm not policing women's body because I really believe that you should be able to walk through the world as you so want to. But even as you should be able to do something, we have to recognize that there are people who not only don't believe that, but take advantage of that because they have not been raised to have discipline. They have not been raised to be able to see and not voice your opinions because even me with my run on thoughts, right? Thoughts means that it lives in my head. I don't get to just spew out everything that I want to. There are many things that I want to say on this podcast, but I choose not to say them because it is inappropriate. Everything you think should not come out of your mouth. Sometimes you need to let it run around in your head and process it so that by the time it comes out of your mouth, it is better equipped for the world, right? Right. Um, I was thinking about some other things like I realized that say you want a modern relationship, right? Do you want the responsibility of your asks? In a modern relationship, for me, that means that two people come together and two people decide that they want to work down the middle. That cannot work for me because I do not want that type of relationship. But I could also see the pros. The pros of this kind of relationship of meeting in the middle mean that we bring our resources to the table and we share responsibilities. Because guess what people, if a modern relationship means that the woman pays half the bills and the man pays half the bills and the woman still has to come home and cook and clean and take care of the children and do the laundry and do the grocery shopping and give the children baths and check homework and do all these things. Oh, that's not 50-50. It's just 50-50 money. But that's not 50-50. But that's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to sit back and think about all of your asks. Because I believe that we live in a world now that is a little bit selfish. Myself included. And all we do is think about what we want. And if the only thing that you do is think about what you want, you are selfish. Because when are you sitting down and deciding what you bring to the table? And even as we explore the idea of what you bring to the date to table, be very clear that what you bring to the table may not be what is required for what you want, right? As a traditional woman, a modern man may not see the skill sets and the attributes that I bring to the table of any value. If you're a man who doesn't mind eating out and doesn't mind hiring a cleaner and my biggest asset is cooking and cleaning, I am of no value to you. So although I think that my table is fly, because you know they say, what do you bring to the table? I think my table has a good presentation. But my table has a good presentation for the man that complements those things, for the man that finds value in what I bring to the table. So be very clear about that. Is who you are of value to who you want? And are you thinking about what you bring to the table? And if you get your blessings met out here in the world, are you prepared for the requirements of said blessing? Are you prepared for the ask, right? Have you physically, mentally, emotionally prepared for the ask? I hear lots of entertainers say that they wanted to sing, they wanted to sing, they wanted to sing, they wanted to sing, or they wanted to be a comedian, or they wanted to be an actress, or whatever they wanted to be. 
And then they find out that fame is hard. And I'm like, well, we live in a media age where you could have gathered this information. But sometimes when we are asking for what we want, we are in a tunnel vision, right? Kind of like the law of the attraction, ask and you shall receive. So you get what you want, but because your tunnel was so slim, you did not widen it to prepare and be able to see all of the nuances involved with said fame. People disrespecting you. People coming into your space, right? Because I believe that doing the work of figuring out are you ready to do the work of your ask is like armor, right? You are prepared. Like I had to prepare myself for this podcast. I had to say, what if this works? Because we all say, oh, what if it fails? But the truth is, what if it works? Are you prepared for more people reaching out to you, Michelle? First, I'm like, no. But now I'm like, yes, because I still get to create the boundaries, right? I still get to say, eh, eh, eh. I still get to say that this is who I am. I am stronger now. And I guess that comes with age. But for all of you out there, young people, old people, whatever it is that you're pursuing, right? Whatever your asks are. While you are asking for these things, prepare for the blessing. Prepare for your ask. And pre preparation doesn't necessarily mean that you are just doing the work for yourself, right? Like if you are pre preparing to be in a boxing match and you got to work out and you got to do all these things to prepare mentally, you also have to prepare for the win. What if you win? Now you got to go on tour. You got to go on all these radio shows. You got to do all of this extra work. It's kind of like a business. You start a business because you can do a thing, right? You like making bedspreads, right? You want a website, but you don't know the business part right? You have to prepare. You have to study. You have to ask yourself. I'm saying this over and over and over again because I see. I see you guys out in the fucking world just begging and asking. I want a man to take me to Dubai. And people are like, girl, you can't even take yourself to Brooklyn. And it's like, are you preparing? There is nothing wrong with once, but everything that you ask for comes with a set of consequences. Oh girl, I'm going to get me a sugar daddy. Well, he got consequences, boo, right? And we all have thought about this because don't nobody really want to work. I want a life of leisure, right? So I go to work so that I can have things like food. But if I got a sugar daddy, right, and he's giving me money and taking me places, it may seem like easier work than working, but it is not often easier because there are a set of requirements. Had, did you prepare yourself for the ask? You asked for a sugar daddy. He comes. He provides for you a lifestyle. But are you prepared for what that ask comes with? Maybe you're not allowed to date other people. Maybe you have to sit around and wait for him. Maybe you have to do things that you don't really want to do. Maybe you have to have sex with him. Maybe you have to allow him to do things to you that you necessarily would not. And are you all right with the consequences of your ask? So 
That is what I want you guys to go out into the world and think about today. Everything that you are asking for, I want you to prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for the role. Prepare yourself for the cons. Prepare yourself for the backlash. Prepare yourself for what is attached to the ask. Does that make sense to you guys? I hope so because I try to say it enough times and I'm repeating myself over and over is because I want you to remember these words. You know how sometimes we listen to things and we can't always remember the thing that we really needed to remember and that is what I want you guys to do. I want you to remember that to whom much is given, much is required right? And the requirements are not always on the front end. The requirements are not always on the work that you have to do to get the thing. What about the consequences and the requirements after you get the thing? That is what I want you guys to think about. So I'm tired of talking to you guys now. Bye!